Hi everyone and welcome back to the Hattie Homemaking Podcast. So today we're going to be talking all about creating routines as a homemaker and also about seeing your value as a homemaker because I feel like that's something that kind of goes hand in hand. I feel like routines are only worth it if you see the value in doing it. So I thought that'd be a really good topic to discuss for this podcast and also as well it's a little bit lighter hearted. I feel like the last two podcasts got a little bit deeper than I was intending to go (laughs) but I think that's just what happens with longer form content and you just feel a little bit more comfortable to share personal stories and things like that so hopefully you did enjoy the first two podcasts but I thought today we could do something a little bit more light of a topic but equally something just as useful to discuss for homemakers. So I'm feeling like this week I don't know why but I just feel like I've got my mojo back. I was feeling very very burnt out. I think I spoke about this in one of my other podcasts but I was just feeling burnt out with everything. That's a reason why I took a step back from social media but not just social media, everything. I was just feeling really overwhelmed, burnt out. I felt like I just needed to go to sleep for about two years and then I would wake up and everything would be fine. But I don't know what's changed. Maybe this is just something I had to go through. But the past, I'd say maybe three weeks, I am really starting to feel that my mojo is coming back. I'm feeling better about everything. And because of that, my routines have got a lot stronger and a lot better. My motivation has gone through the roof. And I notice when I go through phases where I am just more on top of my homemaking routines, a lot of other things just starts naturally falling into place. I feel better about myself. I feel better about life. I feel more organized. So I can really see the benefit of creating those routines and sticking to those routines. Um, At the same time, I'm not always the best at starting a new routine and then just sticking to it forever. I think I get bored easily (laughs) and then I want a new routine or just something changes. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that. But first of all, I just want to take you through a stop tour. Is that how you say it? A stop tour or a stop whistle tour? (laughs) A stop whistle tour of all the different routines I have attempted over my homemaking journey. So first of all, when I moved out of house, out of house, out of of my parents' home, I moved to university and I think everyone knows with university, it's just a real learning curve. (laughs) So you kind of just do what you need to do to get by, but there's no real love of homemaking. I mean, for some people, maybe there is, but when you're living my first student accommodation, I was living with six other girls and you can imagine seven people living together who have never lived on their own before. Student accommodation just was not it for me (laughs) and I think a lot of people find the same as well that just living with so many people who don't really know how to take care of a home, it just ends up in utter chaos. Like, there is overflowing bins, there is dishes piled in the sink sky high, and it's just not the nicest place to live. So I lived there 
for a year and that was my first experience of homemaking or should we say housework because it certainly was not homemaking it was housework doing the bare minimum so that was sort of stage number one then so that was all my uni years and now let's move to me and Paul living together because that's when I think things really change so a lot of people will be able to relate to this when you get your own home it's just a completely different kettle of fish it's so exciting it's yours it's a place to make your home and it just ignited something in me I really really love home decor I love just setting things up to be cozy welcoming and warm so at the time I had all that motivation of it's our first home together this is also exciting so I really didn't need to rely on routines too much because my motivation was strong I would just do what needed to be done each day didn't really think too much about it and that worked for me at the time. Fast forward a couple of years then lockdown happened and things just got even easier for me because I was working from home so homemaking then was just so easy because it cut out the commute time at lunchtime and like little breaks I had in the day I had time just to throw a wash in or clean the surfaces and homemaking was just super easy in terms of the practical sense of being able to get my cooking and my cleaning done everything was just running a lot smoother if that makes sense so then when the world started opening up again a little bit more, it was then a case of I have less time on my hands and I, I've mentioned this again plenty of times in other podcasts. <laughs> I've only done three so far, but I feel like I've already spilled my innermost secrets about who I am as a person. But as you all know, if you've listened to my first two podcasts, I'm a very low energy person, a very highly sensitive person. So going back to full-time work and commuting and being out in the world that for me was very very overwhelming and energy draining which meant that I had very little motivation and energy left over at the end of the day so then it became much more important for me to find routines that were going to fit into my life so then we move on to my experimenting phase how can I manage everything I have to do and I am going to do a whole podcast as well about managing homemaking and full-time work because that is just that's just a whole other kettle of fish isn't it that's just it's a huge topic and it's pretty much something we all have to deal with and work our way around so this was my attempt of working my way around it so I remember clearly I think it was um, Christmas of 2020, New Year, I remember on New Year's Eve I spent ages, I posted it on my Instagram as well, um, creating this cleaning routine. So I got all my coloured pens out, I was so excited about it, I thought this is going to be a real like turning point, something to stick to, I'm going to keep on top of everything and it looked really nice. Like So I planned everything out from different days, from monthly tasks and it took me a, a while to come up with, stuck it on the fridge, then I think I did it for one week until I was just like, this just feels like too much. <laughs> I just completely over-egged it, I put too many tasks in each day, and it was just silly, and it was unnecessary, I've only got a small house, I didn't need to be cleaning for like upwards of two hours a day, that was just way too much for me so that was the first thing I trialed so then the next thing I kind of just fell back into the I call it the see it method so you see something needs doing 
and you do it maybe not straight away maybe you plan to do it at the weekend but it was just a common sense see it clean it method don't overthink it so I did that for a little bit and it worked out but then again I found myself craving routine so this is where I started experimenting with the fly lady method if you're not familiar with the fly lady method so it's an app and a way of cleaning that does provide a lot more structure so I've got a couple of YouTube videos on the fly lady method and what it is and how to implement it into your life if that is something you are interested at looking at but essentially on the app you get a morning and afternoon and an evening routine and that's one aspect of it you also have zone cleaning and the zones you set how many zones are in your house and then they kind of um, rotate um, and you kind of go through them like that and then you also have your weekly blessing hour which is where you go around around your house at the weekend for an hour and just do all those tasks that are needed that are maybe left out of the other routines. So I did that for quite a while and I really really enjoyed it especially I think the biggest thing that made a difference for me was having a morning routine. I personally think if it's one routine to implement into your life to just change everything not even just as a homemaker but just for your outlook just almost to give yourself that positive energy in the morning it is a good morning routine so for me my morning routines they they've been all over the place (laughs) throughout the years but I always know I feel best when number one most importantly I have to have a cup of tea if I don't have my cup of tea I just don't function (laughs) like I really need a cup of tea first thing in the morning that's like one thing that's standard I do not need the motivation to do it I just do it Number two, obviously, is feeding Murphy, my dog. He would let me know about it if I was two minutes late. I always give him his food while I'm doing my cup of tea. That's like our routine. So he knows now when that kettle goes on, his tail immediately starts wagging and he gets all excited. Anyway, so once I've got my cup of tea, that's when I will wash my face. I will sit down and do my makeup. I know that's gross before I clean my teeth, but... I have to have my cup of tea guys first thing I know you should clean your teeth first and then have a cup of tea but I I guess it's just a flaw as a human I have that I'm not willing to change (laughs) so I've got my cup of tea I do my makeup and then it's just once I have got myself physically ready for the day and that's something the fly lady um, method touches on as well which is getting yourself ready it calls it to shoes so you get your full outfit on including your shoes I personally left out the shoes element. I don't like the idea of having shoes around my house. So my shoes are slippers or slipper socks. But I get myself completely ready. And then after I've done that, it's just about doing a few homemaking bits just to get you started and to get you on the right track. It's not about I have to do a huge half an hour cleaning session in the morning because realistically, if you work or you've got children, that is just not feasible at all so my things were I would put a load of laundry on so get that going for the day it then says to empty your dishwasher so for me that's just clearing away the dishes on the side because I hand clean things so it was that and then also I would just give my toilet a quick wipe as well just quick once over and then it says just spot clean any surfaces I usually clear my surfaces anyway of an evening so I didn't usually have to do that 
but I found just having that morning routine then really really set me up and even if I didn't do all the tasks on the afternoon and evening routines it just helped me just feel more on top of things and it just made me feel mentally better so that was my fly lady routine. I then got to the stage where I don't know what it is about me I think sometimes I just get bored and I need something different so I then looked into um, the clean mama I think it's called I think I tried that for a week but I just didn't gel with it as much as the fly lady maybe because it didn't have an app to keep me accountable or maybe it does but I just never searched for it I don't know don't quote me on that <laughs> So now it takes me to what I'm doing now. So now I am going for a stage of motivation, like I said at the start of this podcast, where I do feel more motivated. So it's easier to just stay on top of my general homemaking and that works for me sometimes but when I feel myself slipping and I feel that motivation going away and I sense I just need a little bit more routine, that's when I will then pick up the fly lady again. So it's not that I feel like I need to do the fly lady routine every single day to keep me on track. It's more a tool I use to get me back on track when I'm not feeling motivated, if that makes sense. And I'm going to talk a little bit about some tips I've got for um, keeping routines up as a homemaker. And that's something I'm going to touch on as well. But first, I just want to discuss the idea of sticking to habits and sticking to a routine versus just going with the flow going with your pangs of motivation because something else I like to talk about a lot is slow living and the art of just going slow and not feeling like you've got to be on the go 24 7 and sometimes very very strict routines then conflict with my desire to go slow and sometimes you just have days where you actually need to go slow and you can't always plan it, you just wake up. Well, for me, I've got chronic fatigue syndrome as well. So some days I wake up and it's just not possible to stick to any sort of routine that I have stringently put out for myself. So I think the idea of balancing habits sometimes and then going slower other times can be really, really important and also a really good tool to be able to flick in between depending on your mood and depending on your personality type as well. I know for me, sometimes I am a go slow type of person and then other times I want to clean my whole house head to toe and I absolutely love it and it's genuinely like a hobby for me. <laughs> so I think for some people, those pangs of motivation they get are frequent enough to keep on top of homemaking without really needing any real structure for homemaking and it depends on the season of life you're in as well if you have very very young children like if you've literally just become a young a young mom sorry a new mom if you just become a new mom then you will not be able to stick to the routine that you had before you became a mom because your whole routine, your whole world has been changed upside down and it would be really, really difficult to try and maintain what you had before. And then also as well, our personalities change over time and what we need change over time. So if you can learn to lean into your intuition of what you need, do you need routine or do you need to go slow? I think that's fine. But generally speaking, I do think having some form of structure, some type of routine, if even if it changes from being more strict to less strict, having like a baseline of the standard routine you can stick to, I think we need it as humans in order to thrive. I think a life without any sort of routine, any sort of boundaries can make us feel a little bit unsafe and a little bit lost. I think it's something we need 
as that almost comfort blanket of I know what I'm doing, I'm getting up, I'm going through the motions, I'm not having to think too much about it. And that's a conversation that a lot of people have in the psychology um, space is that idea of decision fatigue and the idea a lot of people say that they wear um, the same clothes the same days of the week because it eliminates that need to make decisions and you can only make so many decisions per day and then you're just absolutely exhausted and your decision making skills get worse and worse and worse so the idea that anything you can do to remove some of those decisions is going to help you thrive and have more energy so the idea of having a routine takes away that decision fatigue because it's not a am I going to put the laundry in this morning or aren't I? It's just you're going through the motions and you take away that energy draining um, time of having to make the decision in the first place, if that makes any sense. So I do think on some form we need some type of structure, some form of routine. So now I'm going to get into some tips on how to do that and how to sort of create a routine that's going to work for you as a homemaker. So the first thing I want to talk about is the idea of habit stacking. So this is where you use existing habits and you stack new ones onto it in order to increase the likelihood that you stick to it. So using my own thing as an example. So I've already mentioned that I wake up and something I know I do every single morning is I have to get a cup of tea. So it's then thinking of something that you don't already do that you want to incorporate into your routine to stack onto that already existing habit. So for example, I make my cup of tea every morning. The next thing I want to do to get my day started as a homemaker is put the laundry in. So then the habit would be, as the kettle is boiling, I then go and get my laundry hamper and I put the things in. And then I associate the idea of making a cup of tea with then getting my laundry started. So then it's just a lot easier to then stick to that habit. Then as you have um, built that second habit onto the first, you can then start to stack and stack and stack more things onto it so that then it becomes just a naturally easy to follow routine that doesn't just completely change your lifestyle and your routine the way it was before because that's a lot harder to stick to so just by choosing one thing to stack onto something that you already do it makes that element of change a lot lot less and we all know as humans how difficult change is sometimes we know we need to make a change and doing it is just a whole it's just a whole other thing like actually doing the thing versus just knowing you have to do the thing <laughs> is very very difficult because we find change overwhelming and even if you use motivation to kickstart a change keeping it up long term is very very difficult so by stacking it onto something you already do it just lowers that change factor if <laughs> you know what I mean because you're stacking it onto something that you already do and it's just one thing so it's not a huge overhaul I think sometimes as well we can glamorize change so we can glamorize this is the moment I am going to wake up and be that girl you've seen that girl routines on TikTok like a million times that girl routines on YouTube it's just like it seems to be a thing where people want to be that girl get up at 5am and do a workout and have a healthy smoothie and 
for people that just live the everyday normal lifestyle, I say normal like tentatively because I understand that we're all so different, but for people who just don't fit into that lifestyle or that's not something they've done before, to all of a sudden go into a that girl routine is so overwhelming we glamorize it and we're excited about it but then when we're actually in it after a couple of days after that glamorization wears off and the reality of it sinks in we are a lot less likely to stick to it because it's a bit of a do you know what a five second tiktok of someone else doing this routine feels a lot different than me feeling tired having to pull myself out of bed at five o'clock in the morning and go through those motions that I don't even know if I want to be doing (laughs) so just choose one thing and lower that sort of huge overhaul mentality So I think a way to do this as well is by finding your key priorities. So what are the key priorities for homemaking that you know you need to do in order to be successful as a homemaker, in order to make your day go smoothly as a homemaker? And what are those priorities for you? So is that, I would say the basics of priorities should be a reasonably clean home. I don't think it's got to be perfect. I don't think having every inch of your home scrubbed perfect every single day makes a homemaker. I think homemaking is so much more of a feeling, but I will talk about this later as well in the value of a homemaker that I'm going to talk about. So I think reasonably clean home, clean clothes, so putting a laundry load in if it needs doing in the morning and cooking a healthy meal and being on top of the food um so like shopping um, meal planning and creating those meals I would say they are the foundations of homemaking which makes everyone feel more comfortable and at peace at home and relaxed and taken care of so I would say they are the main priority so how can you fit those main priorities first as a routine into your life and then if you want to build existing things on top of that that's what should be coming second so don't be thinking I need to journal for two hours in the morning I need to do positive affirmations then I need to do yoga and blah 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 and all of these things although they're important for your health your value as a homemaker and seeing yourself as a homemaker I think that really depends on getting those priorities and those basics right first then after that then you can look at okay what is going to then enhance me as a homemaker and is that um, incorporating more time for a bit more cleaning or do I want to do baking or do I want to learn to sew those other little things that you might want to build in afterwards and again I think that's just a nice way to introduce routines and habits without it being completely overwhelming the next thing I think is important is getting your mind right so getting if your mind is not in a space of productivity and it's not in a space of routines then anything you try is going to be very very difficult to stick to so getting your mind right I think I should have brought this up earlier because it should be step one so I think getting your mind right is thinking positively feeling good about yourself feeling good about the things that you're doing and if that's something you feel you need to do then this the later part of this podcast is going to help you because I'm really going to try and highlight how valuable being a homemaker really is so if you can get your mind in that headspace of how much value I am giving my family then 
it's going to be a lot easier to stick to positive routines and then equally as well I think it's important to get your body right so how can your mind be right if physically you're not doing the things you need to do and working in mental health I know how important it is to do those physical steps to keep your mind right so things like eating decent food not perfect you don't need to be like perfect no carbs and blah 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 just eating decent a decent breakfast a decent lunch a decent dinner some snacks don't worry too much I can't I feel sometimes when we get started on healthy lifestyle on the internet it can be very easy to jump to the extreme or there's so many different diets or you have to be keto or you have to be a clean eater or all these different things or you have to be vegan. <laughs> I'm not saying that, just a, a very basic healthy diet. I also think it's important to have some form of exercise. So for me recently, I have loved going out for walks and listening to podcasts and audiobooks. I think that was a huge motivation for me starting this podcast as well is I saw the benefit they had in my own life, just being able to listen to someone um, talking like a friend and be able to just to get on with what you're doing. I think it's so, so good. So for me, going out for walks, listening to a podcast, that was my form of exercise that worked for me but there's so many different things as well we just touched on maybe yoga or pilates or maybe just dancing like a crazy person in your bedroom whatever form of activity works for you maybe for some people it is just going to the gym I was a gym girl for a couple of years at university I used to do weights and things like that (laughs) not anymore but anyway so some form of exercise and some form of a healthy diet and then also just little things like getting enough sleep if you have had a night where you've barely slept or you've woken up a load then sticking to a positive routine is just going to be so difficult because you're just going to want to flop so as much as you can control try and get a good night's sleep So general sleep hygiene looks like avoiding blue light for a couple of hours before bed, um, maybe listening to something relaxing. I know I've got the app Headspace and I sometimes listen to sleep stories. Like if I feel like my brain is quite active that night and I'm going to have trouble getting to sleep my go-to is listening to a sleep story but different things that help as well as also white noise and just little things like that little changes you can make to get a good night's sleep are going to be really important to then stick into any routine you have put in place for the next day. The next thing I think is important for building any routine is by almost forcing yourself to stick to that routine no matter what you're feeling that day so some days you'll wake up full of the spring of joy, (laughs) full of the joy of spring, I mean, (laughs) not the spring of joy, the joy of spring. So you wake up with the joy of spring, you've got loads of motivation and you just sail through your routine and life is great. And then other days you are going to wake up and just think, oh, I just don't want to do anything. You know that song, the Bruno Mars one, today I don't feel like doing anything. I'm really going to regret singing in this. Oh well, I've done it now. So yeah, some days you will wake up and you just don't want to do a single thing and it is important. I mean, sometimes if you're poorly or there's a really difficult thing going on mentally, of course, just do nothing. But 
still try and do those basics, those fundamentals that we've laid out for success as a homemaker. I think if you can do that, if you're feeling unmotivated, just the basics, and maybe you could have two routines as well, one routine where it is just the very basics for days where you are feeling a bit buller, and you could have maybe a bit more of a go-getter routine for the days you do wake up feeling great joys of spring (laughs) maybe you could have a different routine for each feeling but the general concept of just keep going just keep moving in the words of nike just do it (laughs) just having some form of do you know what i'm just going to walk through the motions even if i don't want to i think that's a really important method of self-care a lot of times when we talk about self-care we do talk about that slowing down taking it easy on yourself but I think equally we do have to balance that with I've got to do these things because they're the things I need to do and if I don't do them I'm going to feel even worse so some element of just keep going be strong don't take the easy way out too much So something I think I've already touched on this a little bit, but I'm just going to mention it again, is not changing your routine too much. So not having a complete overhaul. So for example, if you usually wake up at 8am, waking up at 5am for a completely new routine is just going to be really, really difficult to stick to. And creating new routines isn't about changing your whole life overnight. So I just wanted to touch on that again, because I really do think that's so important. And I think with the uprise of social media, media and people sharing their routines it can be very easy to fall into that way of thinking where you see someone else's routine and you think okay the next day I'm just going to follow their routine a hundred percent and I see that as well there's videos on YouTube where it's like following blah de blah routine for 30 days following this routine for blah de blah days <laughs> and sometimes you just need to create a routine that works for you little by little rather than that complete overhaul working around someone else's life and because we're all different personalities at the end of the day and we've also got really different priorities so just following someone else's routine they could be like a um, a bodybuilder competitor and the reason they have to get up at 5am and go for a walk is because they've got to get like their third session of cardio in for the day so try not to compare too much your routine to other people just do the things that you know feel right for you and keep it simple and keep it basic to start out with. The other thing I think is really, really important when creating routines is knowing how to give yourself grace and jump back into the routine when you've fallen out of it. Too often we start a new lifestyle or a new routine or a new habit and then we might fall out of doing that before we've even realised it. And then when you have that moment of realisation of, oh, I was meant to be doing that, I completely forgot about that, or you just feel like, I've done it again, I've (laughs) I've done it again, I've started this thing, I've started this healthy lifestyle, and here I am again eating chocolate, I've started this great homemaking routine, and here I am again with two million piles of laundry that need to be sorted, how has this happened again, I am so worthless, I am such a lazy person, I'm so unmotivated, and then you tell yourself all those things about yourself, 
I don't think that's a good way to look at it. I think it's completely normal to fall in and out of good routines. And the best thing you can do is just gently acknowledge it and then learn to jump right back into the routine without too much thought, without too much criticism of yourself. Because at the end of the day, it's not a reflection of you at all. Again, in psychology, people talk about this. Um, it's called the stages of change model. So the stages of change model begins with pre-contemplation where you're thinking, I probably should be doing something about that, but can't really be bothered right now. Then it goes to the contemplation stage where you're like, okay, I really do need to be doing something about this. I'm going to research a bit online about how to change this element of my life. It then moves to the decision stage where you're like, okay, this is the time I'm going to change. I'm going to make a great homemaking routine. It then moves on to either maintenance or relapse. And they say you've got to go through that cycle of change a good couple of times before you can actually maintain the change. So that relapse part is completely natural and the best thing you can do is hop back onto the cycle of change at some point and keep it going and then eventually it will stick but it's not going to stick if you give yourself a load of criticism you tell yourself those negative affirmations about yourself and then it just makes those emotions a lot more difficult to stick to because the more you tell yourself I'm lazy, I'm unmotivated, I'm worthless, your subconscious brain is going to start to believe that and you're going to start acting more and more like it. So just go easy on yourself, please, people. <laughs> so the other thing as well is make the routine fun and reward yourself, even if it is just a tiny change. We are reward-based creatures well I certainly am I need that positive affirmation that reward that yes I've done it moment and sometimes we are like I just mentioned we're very critical of ourselves and we're very quick to point out things that we haven't done right but then we are very sorry we're very quick to point out the things we haven't done well and we are not quick to point out the things that we have succeeded at. So I think trying to flip that and reward yourself and see how much progress you've made, even if it is a small thing, is definitely worth it. So if, I don't know, if you um, want the routine of in the evening, you do your dishes and you clean your surfaces before you sit down to watch TV in the evening. Maybe your routine can be, okay, I'm going to make myself a really nice drink to sit down with afterwards. Maybe, I don't know, a nice tea or a maybe a decaf coffee because it's too late by that time and you're you'll then not have the good night's sleep and then your routine will be messed. Anyway, don't have coffee. Have a nice warm drink, hot chocolate or Horlicks, whatever you need just to be like, ah, I've done it. Just that moment of go me, go me. <laughs> you deserve to have that moment of go you because even if, even if it's a little change to a routine, it's still a huge, huge, a huge huge improvement and speaking about how difficult it is to change the fact that you've gone ahead and done it anyway says a lot about you so it's important to recognize that so lastly an easy way to keep motivation for your routine is by seeing the value of homemaking and seeing the value of you yourself as a homemaker so that's going to be the next portion of this podcast we're going to discuss how to see your value as a homemaker and the huge value that homemakers do bring to society. 
So over the past couple of years, it really feels like homemakers, stay-at-home mums and housewives have been devalued in the way that we we just view society. We generally tend to uphold that boss babe, working full-time woman, especially women that have made it into high positions, so CEOs, lawyers, doctors, all that. We really find it easy to give a lot of praise to those type of women and I completely agree with that like I've got so much respect for working women who balance it all and children and everything I don't know personally I would really really struggle which I've talked about before but I also think we should be highlighting and we should be celebrating the stay-at-home mom and the homemaker as well and I don't think that's taboo and I don't think that is a big shocking controversial thing I just think we are providing value in our own way even if it's not financial but if we want to touch on the financial side there have been people who have looked into how much full-time homemakers, stay-at-home mums, stay-at-home wives would make if they were paid. So if you think about it, we're full-time cleaners, we're chefs, we're personal assistants, we give childcare, there's so much more things we do, financial planning, calendar prep, there's just an absolute endless lift, list of things we do. We're on 24-7 call, 24-hour call, sorry. <laughs> we are always there and prepared and ready to take care of our family and it's never ending. There is always something to do. So how much do you think we would be paid for that? So there is a load of different sources on the internet if you Google it, but it's something around £100,000. Um, I'm not sure what that is in dollars, but it's something around that region. We would get paid an absolute stack load. <laughs> which would be nice wouldn't that be amazing if like the government did start paying housewives that's just the dream we can only dream but unfortunately they want tax from us so that probably wouldn't happen anyway <laughs> so society has devalued the homemaker over time that's not my opinion I think that really is a fact like over time we just we do look down on women who stay home more just because you just hear it more often you hear oh lady of leisure oh I would love to be a housewife so I could spend all day getting my nails done and all this and it just really devalues what we actually do and the time that goes into homemaking there's a quote from C.S. Lewis that I absolutely love which is homemaking is surely in reality the most important job of them all and I completely agree with that because I think without homemaking, without a warm, comforting, safe home for families, then I think it just destabilises everything as what I touched upon in a previous podcast. I think if we don't have that base, that foundation of home right, I think it destabilises everything, the next generation. So the value that we are providing financially just on its own is completely out of this world. But then the bigger picture of raising our next generation of creating those strong families that's like so important that you can't even put into words like how do you put into words how important raising the next generation is you can't you can't because that's like that's endless that continues on way after you've died after you've passed that legacy of raising the next generation will stay on this earth forever if we look after it, which is another topic. (laughs) 
And I just think it's interesting that I've touched on the fact that we are cleaners, we are cooks, we're personal assistants, we are all these things. And we praise women who maybe do those jobs outside of the home. But when we make the choice to do it in our home for our family and it's a choice that we financially can afford suddenly it's frowned upon oh you want to be cleaning toilets all day why is that phrase okay to say to someone who is a housewife but it's not okay to say to a a full-time cleaner like you would never go up to a cleaner be like oh I wouldn't want to be you cleaning toilets all day maybe someone would say that but they would be an absolute snob and pretty much the, the whole of society would see them as a snob but when it's said to a homemaker or a housewife it's oh yeah that's so true ha 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 I wouldn't want to be doing that do you know what I mean it's just it's easy for people to knock housewives and people who stay home and I don't think that's right considering the value we have to bring The other thing I think is really important to see as a homemaker is the difference between housekeeping and doing chores to homemaking. I think they're two completely different things. So housekeeping is going through the motions of just making sure everything's clean and doing chores and there's no real love or warmth behind it. But homemaking, even the word, even the word homemaking is so comforting and it demonstrates the value we give so much more than just housework or doing chores homemaking just shows that we provide that comfort that base for a family and not just your family for extended people in the community to come to you can provide a warm safe environment there's food there's clean clothes that it's warm there do you know what I mean there's just so much more to give when you look at it from a homemaking perspective rather than a housekeeping perspective and I think again it's interesting to call it homemaking because it reevaluates your priorities so if we're just saying housekeeping that's very much about how things look so that's just like the physical side of keeping everything clean and housekeeping for me when I imagine a house and hear the word housekeeping I think of everything as very sterile very white very not homely just clean and then when I think of homemaking I think more um there's food out on the sides there's maybe some dishes in the sink that need to be cleaned up because you've just made a huge lasagna there's children's toys about there's um muddy paw prints from a dog there's that general family warm feeling and it's not about everything being perfect it's about the feeling it gives so I think when you view it from a homemaking's perspective the value that gives is just again completely endless so if you are a full-time homemaker or even if you're not I think I've spoken a lot more from the perspective of full-time homemaker housewife in this podcast but even if you do it part-time even if it's something you have to fit in around work the value of doing it is so much more than just the chores so when you cook a meal you're not just cooking a meal you're providing nutrition that is going to make your family healthier happier more productive when you clean you're creating that safe environment for people to live in to not spread germs there's so much more that goes into every little thing and it can sometimes I can imagine how it can be demoralizing if you feel like you're doing the same thing day in day out 
maybe the family are going through a period where they are not giving you the recognition that you feel you deserve sometimes you can clean a children's bedroom and then five seconds after they've been in it everything is everywhere again and it's very easy I think to then say what is the point in that why have I just spent ages cleaning that for it to be a mess again but in reality we are showing love we are taking care we are nurturing and that is so important in our society so please don't ever lose that view of how important you are as a homemaker whether you are part-time or full-time whatever homemaking activities you can put in has value and it's so important to recognize that so that takes us to the end of this podcast I think I've said everything that I wanted to say I really hope you have enjoyed this podcast I hope you've enjoyed listening along I hope you feel inspired I hope you're feeling good about yourself as well I hope you're seeing that all this time that you do spend cooking and cleaning what a difference it makes and give yourself a pat on the back from me (laughs) I remember that in primary school everyone used to say give yourself a pat on the back and now a pat on the head and it was just yeah we're all giggle patting ourselves anyway so I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and I will speak to you in the next one